0: Hey, I'm Paul.
1: And I'm Christian.
0: Welcome to I'm Dying to Tell You, inspiration shared by our mom who is dying from ALS.
1: There's no cure for our mom or anyone else with ALS. But right
0: now, she's on a mission to find and share stories of inspiration. Coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, we're happy to introduce the one lady we've both loved since the first day we laid eyes on her, the queen of the queen city, our mom, your host, Lori. Stuff I'm dying to tell you. Thank you for being here. Uh, the first episode of a brand new year. I hope everyone's 2023 is off to a perfect start. And thank you for including this podcast in your new year lineup. I really appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you. Okay, before I introduce my guest for today, i want going to give you a little bit of background. So if you've been listening in for a while, you probably heard an episode that was released in January of 2022. And it was a celebration episode for I Am ALS. And I talked to three different guests. I talked to Tony Rosello, Mandy Bailey. And Sandy Morris. If you missed it and you want to check it out, it's actually episode 46. Episode 46. I was so honored to have Sandy on this podcast as a very special guest. And if you don't know already, I'm sorry to say that she passed away in August 2022. If you remember the episode where I talked to Sandy, she was joined by her daughter, Kylan, because Kylan was not only there to help Sandy talk if she needed it, but also because they have been an amazing mother-daughter duo in this fight. It was always so beautiful to see them show up together In many different ways over the four, four and a half years that Sandy had ALS. After Sandy's passing, it was really on my heart to check on Kylan and see how she was doing and ultimately ask her if she wanted to come on and chat about her experience and her learnings from her mom and what she is up to now that is helping her grieve the loss of her mom. Although at the time that we're recording this, it's only been a few months, but we both agreed to follow our heart and have this conversation today. I'm so grateful for Kylan and this very precious chat. So I am excited to share my friend, Kylan Morris. She is a wonderful young lady from California. And I'll let her tell you more. Let's go to our chat. Hello, Kylan. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, right off the bat, for those that do not know the infamous Sandy Morris, and you and your family, why don't you start by introducing yourself and let everyone know who is Kylan Morris. Perfect. Um, as not Sandy Morris's daughter, that's a weird thing. I've <laughs> always, that's how I...
1: That's how I enter any room, I think, nowadays. But, um, okay, okay yes, I live in Truckee, California. Um, my family is in construction and remodeling in town, and we've been lucky enough to be in this beautiful area since I was two years old. So, how old am I? That's 23 years. So, we are um just living the mountain life, and mm. we live in rural Sierraville, which is about 25 minutes away from where we do all of our business we're so lucky we're such a blessed family up until two months ago, we were a you know, just true, true bliss of family of five and living out this true dream. So mm. I would say, um what do I do for work? I, I'm a client strategist for our company, and so I deal with the client side of our remodeling. And so that was what I've been doing um while taking care of my mom full-time for the last, I guess since she needed full-time care, which was, two and a half years. So mm. truly this is, yeah.
0: You know, I just love such a tight knit tribe and, uh, yeah. so working together living together, playing together.
1: Yeah. It turned out to be a really, really good thing, Laurie, because we were, we figured out what a great team we were through taking care yeah. of my mom. And gosh, I mean, when it is to the point where it's by ventilator 24 seven, you need to be, true team and you have to have strengths in different ways and be able to pick up the slack when another is having a bad day we were so lucky that we didn't bring any home health in um, for the duration of my mom's tail end of the disease so we got lucky
0: wow wow Yeah. yeah that's a lot i told you that ever since and i'm gonna try not to cry ever since your mom went to heaven it has been heavy on my heart to have a conversation with you. I think it's your mom. <laughs> I think oh. it is your mom putting you on my heart. And, oh, wow. you know, we've been talking about a couple different things lately and you were like, Oh yeah, you know, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: That That's, we, we live in this disease as, um, I guess warriors, and you never really do see the end in sight. And if you did, then you would just, I don't know if I would be able to lift my head in the morning, if I could have put an expiration date on my time with my mom, that would have, um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that I would have been able to get through the day knowing when that was going to happen. And we were blessed with four and a half years of just lessons and mama bear, Sandy, just holding us and filling our backpacks with information and she let me tell you was not sugarcoating anything at the end she was absolutely certain that she wanted she wanted us to have absolutely all the information and and so it, it hurt at times Lori. i was like oh look the mom the mom effect was expedited because she knew she didn't have the time with us to be able to just say oh no honey that's okay no she'd say oh you did that you did that poorly. We need to work on that before I go. So it was a different it was a different mm-hmm. angle of mom daughter family dynamic. It truly was interesting. But so some people lose their person in a car accident, and they're just gone. And mm-hmm. I got four and a half years to ask so many more questions knowing my timeline was different than everybody else's. So yeah, I'm lucky. And in the grand scheme, I am lucky.
0: Aww. I think it's interesting, like me as a mom, I think believe when you know your time is limited, that's all you want is to know that your children are fueled with what they need to carry on and what comfort that gives us to know that you're going to be okay. Right. And I did everything I could to equip you with whatever that was. Absolutely. Mom
1: said at the very end, and it was in her one of her final tweets that you won't move on, but you will move forward with all the Mm -hmm. lessons and all the love that I was able to give you in the time allowed. And if that doesn't just give me chills every time I think about it, it's so um, it's, it is surreal. It's surreal that she's not still here. It's surreal that we have to move forward. We're not, we, this was never going to be something that we could have ever prepared for. Um, life without her has been truly a lot less fun. She's just, Aww. she, she Aww. was just sparkling. And yeah. and, and she, Lori, like she was my favorite conversation to be in. She was my, uh. she, she was the person that would come in the room and it's like, <sighs> I could take a deep breath. It was like, I was safe. I was, I was able to just move on into the, the rest of the day, knowing that whatever i had i had a partner in crime to you know bounce an idea off of she was my favorite sounding board she's she still is like i just think about yeah. her every single minute it feels like yeah and so the after is certainly different but gosh she's still absolutely in my bones she's with me mm. and and i know that i everything i do is going to be an essence of sandy from here on out yeah I want an infusion of my mom in every thought I have, in every move I make. I just, she she lit up our life, Lori.
0: Kylan, for those that didn't hear the episode your mom was on, episode 46, or aren't in the ALS community right now and don't know who Sandy Morris was, why don't you tell us? About your mom. My gosh,
1: she takes up all of my brain space. So it's easy (laughs) to talk about her, Lori. (laughs) So truly, it's funny to to divide um, the Sandy Morris as my mama and the Sandy Morris as the ALS ferocious advocate that Mm. just like just went into this world and had no fear. Right. So there were were two different things. I think that there was pre-diagnosed life. And then I think that there was diagnosed life and that was mom and she was just she she became i think everything that she was meant to be in her first 52 years of life. So pre-diagnosis. So my mom, I just think she was just too good to be true. We would have mm-hmm. these conversations of just how how could there be a person that i felt just this magnitude of love for. It it Again, just my favorite conversation to be in, just my warmth. And Mm. it feels like that is something that's carried through that ability to just never take no for an answer and be able to combine forces with these people who are just incredible. Like the ALS community is just incredible. And so who I would describe my mom as was someone who just became entirely herself All of her project management experience leading up to when she was diagnosed, I guess, set her up best for taking on this disease every single day. And there's something that I just remember constantly is there's a quote on Twitter that she said that when you know you're licked and you fight like hell anyways, Mm. that's my mom to me. She wanted to leave the ALS space better than when she found it. And I know she did that.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I love just seeing the outpouring of love for your mom, even today. On social media, at different events, your mom is being remembered. And I love that so much. And I actually reached out to someone who I know admires your mom as well, Kathy Collette. And I asked her this question. Yes. When you think of Sandy, what are you reminded of? And she wrote, Sandy was the ultimate gift giver. And I know that. And she says she left us gifts. Every one of them had a message or a reminder of the work we still need to do. And we must now find our own way. And she says Sandy was extremely smart in many ways and had a gift for moving people out of their ruts and into action. And I think Kathy (laughs) captured that right on because your mom was all about take action, do it. Don't just talk about it. Make it happen no matter what we're talking about.
1: Absolutely. Oh, and is that not a struggle of mine that I have watched my mom make every single room, every single space, every single conversation, any fight, anything that she touched sparkle? And that's my own. I want to be that caliber. And it's, oh, if I can be essence of Sandy, I know that it's good enough because, and she had a gift for sure.
0: Let's go back if you're comfortable. Talking about decisions that she made surrounding her passing.
1: Oh, yes. Death with dignity. Right. Mom, from the very moment that she was diagnosed, I was in the room with her, my father and my grandma. We were all in this. Somehow we fit into this tiny little hospital bed. But it was just, again, the surrounding of love. Like we couldn't be we couldn't be anywhere else. So when she was diagnosed, she did not cry. Not one tear, Lori. She mm-hmm. had diagnosed herself before we had even went into the UCSF to get a formal diagnosis so that she yeah. could then begin her journey. That was how my mom was. She, she was so well read, so well researched. She mm-hmm. knew what she needed to do next. She just needed the papers to show the, the folks this is actually what we have to do. So yeah. mom said right right when she was diagnosed that she will do this disease to the best of her ability. But when the time comes, she will be exercising her right to die and her death with dignity. And my gosh, Lori, she did. Mm -hmm. And that was the most beautiful, traumatic, horrifying, soul scorching time of my life. And so um, going back to expiration dates and knowing that there was one and not knowing when um, and kind of living Mm -hmm. in this. Just to be able to, to wake up in the morning living in this slight naive bubble, she went as far as she could for us. And she stayed an extra two years on a BiPAP 24-7 to be able to be with my family. She was the most selfless human ever. And so we begged her, begged her for years, for the two years to stay, and she did. And she did right mm-hmm. up until she, she simply could not anymore. And yeah. um, we had four days with her. So it really, it boils down, Lori, we had four and a half years of lessons and learning and just bliss and laughs and tears. And then it really boiled down to those four days left. Cause mm-hmm. she said, you guys can decide, but I'm not going any f- further past Sunday. And so mm-hmm. we were, we were told on a Wednesday, Lori, and she went on a Sunday. And so oh. we had four days to cling to her and to oh. just like Seriously, just like be in, be in her embrace. And and I, f- I think my family just surrounded for those entire four days. I don't think we took a hand off of her. I don't think at one point one family member wasn't just holding her and just breathing in her magic because we knew mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be on her for that much longer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when she said it's Sunday, it's the last day, you all respected yeah. that knew that was in your heart that was the timing oh yes yeah
1: mm-hmm. that was the timing yeah.
0: and yeah. mom
1: gets what she wants she she <laughs> is the head of the household <laughs> she she was oh. the boss uh, she is the <laughs> boss so she is certainly she, oh. we, we and we were so she mm-hmm. she went the distance for us and yeah. so we had to yeah. as difficult and as hard as it was we mm-hmm. had to respect her final wishes and we did yeah. Yeah. And it was hor-
0: horribly hard. I can imagine. I think there is a time where you just feel it and you understand it and you can agree with it as heartbreaking as that is. It is. Yeah, it is.
1: It, it was it boiled down to like we, we were talking about. It's like you had all these questions. It's like all of, we had four and a half years, but I, you didn't know you had to ask all the questions because you didn't know when the end was right? right so then you see this end in sight and you go mom what are my kids going to be named what what do you think about this what do you think about uh, what's what's my next right step how do you what's your uh, your thoughts because you know that you wouldn't get that answer in her words in in the way that she would say it and she'd always end it with a wink or something and make you laugh at the uh, end of it um and so it it was truly truly difficult. And so um, in those four days too, Lori, as we've discussed, there's our one crew that mom was leading and that I have since taken her baton to continue that leg, her legacy in that way. And so me getting ready to do a meeting without her that following Thursday, and getting my mom's prep for that following call that I knew I was for the first time going to be without my teammate Mm. and my you know, my my best friend. And so that was the most difficult part of those four days, knowing I couldn't leave the disease space that my mom was forced to.
0: Bless your heart for already jumping in? And I know you've been there with her by her side up until now. I think it's obvious the courage that she has given to you in order to be where you are right now.
1: I think that she gave me a little bit of her bravery when she went off for the, for her next assignment, Lori, it was, I can't describe it any other way. I think ALS scorches those of us that are left behind. And we know that normal life is no longer normal life and you don't get to just go about your day. And mom and I would joke that you don't, upset about who gets to take the trash out you that's such minor things in the grand scheme of things when you've watched your favorite person slowly die and slowly lose function every single day you're you're grieving every hour of every day you're on the emotional roller coaster wondering what more can i endure and so Lori, my answer to that is i can't imagine not being a part of this community. Moving forward, mom would call it the turnstile of death. Right. So those who are diagnosed click in, they click out in Mm -hmm. three to five years. Right. And so I am not on that timeline. I need to be here to be able to watch these things move forward. There has to be a plan for for who continues this baton carrying.
0: It has to happen.
1: And while I'm not my mama and I'm not the the wealth of knowledge that she is and just knew their next exact right step, I know that I can still be here. And I feel most happy being around folks that remember my mom so yeah. vividly. and it, it feels it feels like the warmest that my life gets right now is getting Aww. to be close to you all. So I'm lucky.
0: What would you say, your mom? Mayun the most in life.
1: Oh my goodness. I there were so many, so many Sandy values, so many Sandy morals, just the most she went out of this lifetime with absolutely zero regrets, Laurie. She knew that she was a loyal and hardworking and genuinely honest human. Who just wanted to move the needle in this disease, right? And yeah. I think that that carried through in pre diagnosed life as well. So I would say mom valued loyalty and hard work and honesty the most. Mm. And if you're you're moving forward in this life as genuinely as you possibly can, I think that was mom's deal. She knew she yeah. knew that if she was going about it with the best intentions, that she couldn't lose.
0: How is the rest of your family? Your dad and your brothers. Incredible. There, I'm I'm such a lucky girl. And oh, in gosh. being able to be surrounded by
1: such wonderful men, truly, we banded together in this atrocity. And I couldn't have asked for more. My baby brother, he's not a baby. He's 21 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but he was mom's mom would call him the reason he he was the, the absolute reason that mom could stay for those extra two years. He got her Aww. perfectly placed on pillows so that she could sleep he would make sure that her bypass was completely functional and on absolutely perfect. Because if that's off one centimeter and the air is starting to blow through, it's a life or death situation. So mm. we were truly forged by fire in this mm. experience, Lori and my, my middle brother. So it goes Colton and Justin. Colton's 23 and then Justin's 21. And Colton is just the most sensitive and sweet human As well, Um, Mm. Justin definitely was the the ultimate caretaker out of all of us. He Mm. would not; he did not leave my mom's side for gosh, at least two and a half, three years. He is the purest form of her, Lori. So I just see him, and I just snuggle him, and I just know that that's my mom in a different, in a different way, in a different body. It's just we have all been Sandy infused in different ways, and my dad's just a rock. You can imagine losing your person of 33 years. He spent more life with her than without, and but he's he's a pretty incredible human himself. I'm just I'm surrounded (laughs) by such love, such love. um, We don't complain about the little things anymore, Lori. We yeah, we hold each other tight and we we tell each other we love each other and that it's we have to hold our hands into this next chapter all together.
0: I can witness already in this. 30 minutes we've been talking, all of the gifts that you have realized through your mom's terrible journey. And I know that there are so many things that you have learned from her. But what is one life lesson that you will always carry with you and you'll tell your kids about your mom? What's that one lesson that she's taught you? Gosh, so just one is tough, right? <laughs> but I think that the one that comes to the forefront of the
1: mind is um, just go for it. Because the worst that someone can say to you is no. And then you are in no different than you where you started. Mm-hmm. So the worst thing that can happen is that you don't try at all. Because the worst thing that can happen is that someone will say no, that and then you just, if you're my mom, then you just pivot and find another avenue. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the most, in a way that this can be translated easily is mom would look for discounts everywhere. She was just so smart about money mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so by the time that she had made a connection with a sales rep or whoever, she would say, hey, what do you think about, you think I could get a percentage off of this? And, goes, no. and, and she's, she's, she's already made like this this connection with them. And they're like, I'm pretty sure I have a company discount somewhere i'll go find it and so she just (laughs) truly like that's in in the in the silliest of ways Lori. that is like who my mom was that the worst that someone can tell you is no Uh so why would you not ask push the envelope and that's exactly what she did in this
0: disease and in her life oh i love it i knew i loved her so much
1: (laughs) (laughs) she is discount? Right, right, right. Oh. I, I definitely now. I'm never afraid to ask because what's the worst thing that's going to happen?
0: So in her very last tweet, actually one of the last two tweets that she put out, she's thanking the incredible ALS community, many of which who have become my closest friends and even family. And then she says, please take my baton and run faster, and farther. Get us to the winner's circle. And you are clearly picking up her baton. Tell me what you are working on right now that is new to this ALS community and a really great idea for not only ALS, but other diseases as well.
1: Absolutely. Right. So, so just to touch on those last two tweets from mom, of course, yeah. of course, I was sent off with marching orders, right? Uh, <laughs> Lori, I Mom, mom yeah. had it all down to a T. So I, actually, um, after the Sunday evening had passed, I sent out mom, mom and I, one of our last conversations was, I need you to press send on these mm-hmm. tweets. And I need I need everyone in the community to know how much they meant to me. And Mm -hmm. so that was one of (laughs) the Mm -hmm. hardest moments of that four day stretch as well, knowing Mm -hmm. that there is only after at this point. And so picking up my mom's baton began with that, with Mm -hmm. realizing that my gal was in the sky now and I had to walk forward, not Mm -hmm. knowing if I could even attempt it. It was the after didn't feel possible. And so Basically, the way that I have, it, that's helped me grieve so much is leaning into mom's projects. And so they're a group that I've been carrying on in mom's honor is moving forward with projects that were of such high importance to her, Lori. And so one of the first ones was um, moving forward with a ALS clinic survey. So think Google review for an ALS clinic, just as mom did so well in so many of her other projects with PACT rating, um, Morris ALS principles, you are elevating the quality of your care by being able to share your experience with the ALS community.
0: I love this idea. And secondly, to my listeners, if you are not in the ALS community and you're not familiar with what an ALS clinic is... It is a multidisciplinary location that like I would go to for my appointments every six months or every three months. And in one location, you can see your neurologist, pulmonologist, nutritionist, physical therapy, occupational therapy, social worker. And uh, speech therapy, all in one location. Essentially, this is your primary care for ALS. And there are many ALS clinics across the country. Choosing your care and where you're gonna go to throughout this journey is very, very important. And obviously, a great concern once someone is diagnosed. Okay, tell me more, Kylan. <laughs> the idea here, Lori, is
1: that um, I know in the beginning, mom was very, knew exactly where she wanted to go for clinics. So we live pretty rural. And so once we breached over to three and a half hours into San Francisco, then we had a, a plethora of options for clinics. And so this was a tool that I think that my family would have loved to utilize early on as we could have gone to CPMC, we could have gone to UCSF, we could have gone to Stanford. And so by being able to read through other people's clinic experiences, you can be able to look through the survey and think, um, does the neurologist offer opportunities for clinical trials, which was extremely important to my mom, as of course, her being in the the brainstorm neuron clinical trial, at least added three years to her life, Laurie, she you you pick as an ALS family, what is important to you, right? Mm -hmm. So you go in and this clinic survey is going to be able to give you a little bit more control over your standard of care. Do you want to prioritize clinical trials, then you're going to head this direction. And there's an option in there in the text for people to be able to share the more detailed version of what Happened at their clinic, and yeah. we're hopeful that it's going to be great for both people living with ALS and also for the clinic side, so that they know there's just this level of transparency. I think my mom brought a lot of transparency into the ALS community by just showing. Can bring things from uh, quote unquote the normal world and and apply it to our disease space yeah. and make sure that we're getting the care we need, right. getting into trials that we need, and and information like that is just its power. Especially when you're on a limited time frame, as the ALS patients are. So yeah. We're really excited about this project, Lori, and we're hoping that everyone will pop on and be able to share a little bit about their clinic experience and hopefully save an ALS family that's going to be diagnosed next week, next month, next year.
0: If you can go and look up a review of a restaurant before you try it, it makes all the sense in the world. To be able to do that for the care that you're gonna be getting while you're living with a terminal illness absolutely M- mom knew the next right step for herself
1: in care, and I want to make sure that everybody is able to access the maximum amount of tools in their a l s toolkit to help the quality of their a l s life because that's our that's our reality now, right right. Again, Laurie, yeah. I'm gonna reiterate you don't you don't see out of non-ALS lenses after the diagnosis. Mm. We need we need mm. to all band together and be able to share experiences and make this space more manageable because we're all in it together. Yeah. We loved our neurologists. There's yeah. you you can absolutely lift up your neurologist because I know that there's such incredible doctors out there to help us navigate this this yeah. truly horrifying disease. So it, it's yeah. a place to be able to show the really good guys in this fight as well.
0: So what are the next steps in this project? And what what can we do to help?
1: Um, the way that the ALS community can best bolster this effort of my, my mom's Legacy is going and taking that survey and and providing your own experience for the clinics that you've attended and really just start to bring that database, fill it, fill it with information that you have because your story matters. (laughs) What happened to you matters, where what you feel is important to you when you go to clinic absolutely matters. And so we can get more and more of those, um, ALS stories. It's going to really provide, um, a, a tool for, for future ALS families. So not only are you, are you helping us by putting your experience, you're helping people that are going to be diagnosed next week and next month. It's, it's critical to know someone's story and to be able to benefit from it. Yeah. The disease is still deadly and nothing changes that, but how we lived out our diagnosed mm-hmm. life would have been changed if this was mm-hmm. available to us in the beginning. If this was not created to be a bash fest and, and right. get in there when you're upset about that, you were diagnosed with a terminal disease. This is mm-hmm. to better the space Yeah, and to Absolutely. yes, hold accountability, but just create transparency throughout
0: the process.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: I am super excited about this and I cannot wait to see the database get filled up and then take a look at the results and what different locations are offering that others might not be. So Kylan, thank you so much for picking up your mom's baton for being here with us and making this ALS clinic survey a reality. Thank you to everyone who has contributed. I really appreciate you all. Where can someone go to either fill out the survey or to take a look at the survey results? We work with
1: the amazing Pat Dolan, um, the man behind the curtain, really. And yeah. so we, we, he has an ALS geospatial hub. The survey will be front and center. So that link will um, be everywhere for folks to be taking it. It'll be on Twitter. The, there will be many avenues in which people will be able to find it, but it will be on that ALS geospatial hub.
0: Okay, great. And I will put a link in the show notes that will take you directly to the survey and let others know how your experience is and what is all offered. And while you are at the website, look at what Pat Dolan and his team of volunteers has done with mapping different scenarios around ALS. It is truly incredible. Pat is living with ALS. Like I said, he has lost the ability to walk, talk, and breathe on his own. Yet he is using his eyes to type and continue creating different maps that help those who are living with ALS and studying ALS as well. Lots of good stuff on the website.
1: There's a beautiful tribute to mom um, there with the sunflower and just taking that final tweet of hers that we, Lord, we have to pick up that baton and it's faster and farther. We have to run. We have to get to to the winner's circle. Mom says it's entirely possible and it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's within our reach. Thank you so much, Kylan. And to everyone else, Pat, and the rest of the team that are embracing you and lifting you up as you dive in and honor your mama and help me and everyone else with ALS. Thank you so much. I love that you have this community and this amazing team right now
1: just truly amazing people mm. who are the type that just show up. And gosh, mm. if that isn't well represented all throughout the ALS community, that it's just, yeah. it's the team. It's the team effect, right? It's the the Morris family yeah. team. It's the R1 team. It's, we all mm. are together. It's amazing what we can do with a purpose.
0: Yeah. And that we learn from each other. I know I learned so much from your mama and, I know there's thousands that can say that as well. So before I let you go, Kylan, what are you dying to tell us?
1: I am dying to tell you, Lori, and all of your listeners, that ALS land needs all of your diverse talent. It needs the school teachers or organization, it needs the, the medical backgrounds, um, input on, on what's happening in ALS land. We need the project managers who know how to drive a, a mission forward and a project to full completion. We just need everybody who will give their heart and their mm-hmm. time to really further us in this. This is the work and we need to see this through for all of our people who are still here And for people like my mama who had to move on, but are 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 watching us from above, just cheering us on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that so much. It's cool to see this
1: project move. I've not yet been in an ALS leadership position without my mom, so this is yeah, wild, so wild, Lori. Just this is truly the this was the next right thing for my grieving and to be to feel closer to my mom. Even while she's not right next to me, I just, mm. I feel her guidance.
0: Thank you so much, hon. I really appreciate you. And I just adore your beautiful heart and spirit.
1: It's, it's an honor just to be here with you. And the fact that you took time to talk about my mama and this project, it just means the world to me. I can't thank you enough.
0: All my pleasure, Kylan. Thank you, Lori.
1: You're incredible.
0: Aw, thank you. Thank you again, Kylan, for coming on and sharing your heart and your love for your mama and all that she meant to you and taught you and has fueled you with. I love the courage that your mom has passed on to you. And so many other blessings that we have been able to witness today. And thank you to my listeners for tuning in to this episode. If you have listened before, thank you for coming back. And if this is your first time, I really appreciate you being here. I have been living with ALS for 18 years almost 19, and I created this podcast to share stories of inspiration and help educate others about ALS along the way. If you like this podcast and you know someone that would benefit from hearing the good stuff, being encouraged, there is a message for everyone here. Thank you for considering sharing with a friend. If you want to follow me, I am pretty much everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, all at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. And I mentioned I'll be putting links in the show notes. And again, you can find the show notes on my website or Facebook group, both at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. If you like this episode and you want to help bring other people to it, if you do a review on Apple Podcast and include the words ALS or ALS survey. That'll help this episode come up when someone is looking to hear more. Thank you again for being here. Until next time, know you are loved and not alone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for
1: listening to our mom. Make sure to visit her website at imdyingtotellyoupodcast.com, where you'll find photos and show notes about this episode. If you liked the show, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Thank you.